everyone, and welcome to the Couchless Co-op Podcast. We're moving on to episode two, keeping it going. Um, sorry if I sound a little low. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I, uh, I'll sound better in the podcast, I promise. It was, I recorded it before we went to LA this last weekend for a, a last second trip to surprise my mother-in-law for her birthday. So, uh, tired from, from doing all that running around last week. I worked a work really long to prepare for the trip that way I could enjoy it over the weekend but I also knew I was gonna be lacking some sleep moving into this week so a little burnt out here on this on this intro uh, I think uh, I'm gonna record the next episode this weekend so hopefully by then uh, my voice won't be so deep and gravelly um, speaking of if you like the podcast go ahead and give me a follow everywhere or forwarded out to anybody else you think would like a video game podcast. I'm starting to find my stride. So in, in this episode, you'll see it's a little bit more entertaining. I, I get into some stories uh, about some stuff that's happened in some recent years, and I'm, I'm hoping I can continue that format. And it's very interrupted as well. Intentionally, I, I interrupt the stories and talk a little bit about the game and what's going on in the middle of it. And intentionally get back to the story so that's really helping me keeping a train of thought there um back to promoting the podcast if you guys like it uh, feel free to like and subscribe everywhere uh, youtube spotify instagram twitter and twitch all at Couchless co-op um, the podcast does record live so if you want to see it live if you want to to interact with me and ask any questions uh, you don't have to but I'm just saying it's an option uh, I tweeted out and I put out a post on the Instagram stories and repost it to my personal account so if you're not following Calculus Co-op you'll, you'll see the post and I try to include links Instagram I <laughs> found out they do limit um, capabilities for people under a certain follower count so I can't do fancy swipe ups and, and stuff like that on Instagram yet because I don't have enough followers. So it'll be a little inconvenient there, but on Twitter, there's, there's direct links to the Twitch. So you can just click that and it'll take you through and you should hear me fumbling through the podcast and see me playing some games. And there's a little chat bar on the side. If you're so inclined. Uh, one other thing I'm, I'm trying to plan ahead a little bit for October. Halloween has always kind of been a little bit big for my family and Amber's family. So we do a lot of stuff like decorating and, and watching old movies and stuff like that. So I want to integrate that into the podcast a little bit and try to figure out something to play. We'll take a little break of God of War. Originally, I was going to do a special episode and, and play Dead Space uh, and try to set it up like I was the protagonist and you just had kind of a, the camera was going to be attached to a hat or something and showing my face close up and you can see if you react to the game, but the remake's not coming out for some time, so that's a bummer. But I'll put out like a, the survey or the polls on Twitter and, and Instagram. I'll do it on my personal feed too, since the, the podcast Instagram's not very big yet or the Twitter and, and get some ideas for some games, maybe Resident Evil Village or or something like that. See what everybody wants to see. I'm not sure what's going to be popular this year in the horror genre. I know Resident Evil had its 
at its run earlier this last year on the, the next generation of consoles. Anyway, thanks everybody for who's, who's reached out to me in the last week and, and giving me positive feedback and, and being very encouraging and helps. It's, uh, makes me feel like I'm, I'm kind of moving in the right direction. I know it is on the first podcast, so there's not going to be very much nice and positive things to say. That's okay. But at this point, encouragement's helpful. And I definitely take criticism very well. So, I mean, if you hate my voice, tell me. <laughs> tell me you hate my voice. Or whatever. Anyway, thanks again to everybody who's helping out and supporting the podcast. Please forward to everybody that you think would like the podcast. And uh, any hoodles? On to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Couchless Co-op Podcast. This is episode two, and I'm your host. We're back playing God of War. I think a good a good point to start off the podcast. I'm gonna do a quick recap of whatever we covered in the first or the sorry the last episode rather. So the last episode we started playing God of War. Uh, just to reiterate, this is my second playthrough, and I don't have any clue what happened in the series before this game, except for whatever was revealed in this playthrough. The story so far, uh, we can only assume that Kratos has traveled from Greece or Rome or wherever it was, had a family, and his wife passed away. We don't know why, but uh, she had left handprints all over certain trees within the forest for us to go and build her funeral pyre. And in the middle of collecting some of those trees, we uh, ran into an ogre and got to test out some of the fighting mechanics. And we made our way home after successfully harvesting some kind of deer or antelope elk. And we got confronted by a mysterious stranger. Looked like some dude from a from a trailer park with too many tattoos. We don't know anything about him. He must be a god or a demigod. Give me the loot. Just judging by the way he fought, he healed himself, stuff like that. And that's where we are. So now uh, we know that after setting up the funeral pyre, we're going to go and spread Kratos' wife's ashes upon the highest peak. And so presumably that's where we're at. We're going to the highest peak to spread those ashes. But thanks again to everybody who came out and supported me during the first episode. It was pretty rough, but uh, uh, I'm trying real hard on social media to push this thing to the folks that I know so far and, and try to make some new connections with people that uh, would just be interested in gaming or uh, just want some kind of content to go on playing in the background. So I'm going to be trying to highlight this story as part of the podcast. That's something that I feel just strongly about, that this is video games are a very underrated storytelling. So I'm really going to be trying to push that in the narrative. 
and exploring ways to put this podcast up. It's been super interesting. It's a, it's a world that I've always listened to, but I've never been uh, a part of as far as working. And it's been kind of cool spending some hours trying to figure out exactly how everything's set up. As far as the equipment, like capture cards and, and microphones for recording your voice and accidentally buying too much microphone. The, uh, I'm using the Blue Yeti and it was definitely more than I thought I was getting. So I had to come up with some methods to, to make this recording a lot better. So now we got a little mic cover, hopefully that... That helps with some of with some things, make things soft, and hopefully filter out some of the lighter stuff. Maybe George's footsteps will be harder to hear. Close your heart to it. On our journey, we will be attacked. of creature. Close your heart to their desperation. Close your heart to their suffering. Man, these graphics are great. I'm so glad. So that was something, uh, the previous console that I was playing everything on, I had the Xbox One X. That was the, the last iteration before the next-gen consoles came out, and everything was fantastic on this. But, I mean, this is just a step up. There's, in certain games, time? there's, like, no loading. In the PlayStation 5, I think the first game I played was... Ghost of Tsushima, and that, that was wild. I remember, <laughs> I mean, all over social media and stuff while you're trying to load games, and I didn't even have enough time to to open up Instagram or Twitter before the loading screen ended. Okay, nowhere to go from here except across this bridge. I really do like the the boy as the storytelling device. I'm excited to see how Kratos grows as a as a god, as a father, whatever you want to call it. Man, as a kid, all these the physics puzzles were always my favorite. Uh, god, Pandemic really shifts all the time. I think it must have been two years ago that I started playing the Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Switch. And the physics in that was wild, so... Definitely, all these physics-based puzzles are welcome here in God of War. Go. Definitely keeps me playing for a lot longer. You get me in a loop where I'm just doing all these monotonous things and I forget about it. That game is not interesting to me anymore. But of course, that kind of... You, you miss out on some games that, that are really good. If, the, if those mechanics aren't there. Well, for me personally, anyway. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Days Gone. Always heard such great things about that game when I didn't have a PlayStation 5 and my brother played it. Uh, I think that was one of the, the PSN games, the free games every month. And I just could not get into it for some reason or another. The story seemed good. And like it was being told well, nuanced characters, kind of stories you don't really see. But I don't know, it just did not hook me in. But physics, puzzles, and loot, that's where it's at for me. Give me things to collect and some puzzles to figure out to get those things. 
You sucker me into a game whether the story's good or not. So this weekend, uh, super last minute and kind of controversial with everything that's going on right now, but I was told <laughs> two days ago that we should come back to LA and surprise Amber's mom for a birthday dinner. So last minute, we're getting everything all set up to, to fly back to LA tomorrow night. So uh, don't tell her. You know, everybody in that age bracket, <laughs> all over Facebook, so whatever you do, don't post this. And I was thinking all week of things I could do on this podcast to, to help me grow and help achieve my goals. I really like that frozen mechanic. And one of the things that I could come up with is since I'm interested in stand-up, something that I haven't told very many people about, I have an Evernote opened up on my phone, and I take some notes about just general observations, mostly stories, things that happens to me. And Father, I started taking these notes the probably three years ago now about stories and just kind of elaborating on things and trying to put in little jokes there and there but I thought a good bit for the podcast was maybe during the last 10 minutes or however long right before I, I log off that I would choose one little one story one joke or and run it through the podcast just talk about it and maybe mine it a little bit see if we can find anything else let's knock that chain down a certified fresh chain. Looks like something that I expect to see in Jersey Shore. Or underneath your Black Pro Club if you're walking around Santa Paula. But one of the stories that I was thinking about, and I kind of, I think about it often, just it was so, so strange. The... And... What got me thinking about it with this game, it was all the environment, the mountains, the trees. It's uh, It reminds me a lot of June Lake. June Lake is a place up in the high Sierras around Mammoth. And a lot of people go up there and go fishing. My grandparents have gone up there camping for, I feel like, more than a decade. And we would go up there with them for a week uh, before my grandma went up there with my grandpa and it would be me my brothers and my grandpa and we would go fishing at different lakes around the area there's probably four or so that we would regularly hit uh, but two must have been two three years ago now Amber went up there with me and we rented a cabin. It was Amber, my brother B, his girlfriend and I. And we went up there for about a week and just hit all the fishing spots and, and stuff like that. But it was one of the last days. 
and there was a pizza place up the block away from the cabin we were staying and we just we wanted to eat there order out and go hang out in the cabin one of the last nights and watch a movie and just kind of kick back and I lag so much <laughs> it takes so much time to get me to to do anything uh, get me to take off to places get me to uh, to return if we have to go out and eat, I have to say bye to everybody. I feel bad. I still want to talk. Uh, nowadays, I don't really get to see my family all too much, so that might be one reason I don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to. I, I want to maximize the amount of time that I spend with them. And and so we're at my grandparents' camper, and Amber's kind of indicating like, "Hey, I'm hungry." So I started. Uh, we had already planned. All right, let's go to the pizza place. And we knew what time it closed. And so we both have our eye on the clock and she knows I lag, I know I lag. <laughs> and so of course I wait until the last minute to get out of here. And naturally when you're doing that, we're already pushing up against the the time it would take for us to get back to the cabin and order pizza before it closes. And so finally, <laughs> of course, down to the last minute, I finally end everything and start getting the dog ready to take off. He was with us. And we start walking away from the trailer back to the car so we could take off. And definitely my fault that that we have a dog that everybody wants to see he's a corgi and that's a story in and of itself you hand a, a puppy to me anywhere we're at and it's an option to take that dog with us i'm gonna take it so we have this dog we have a corgi and everybody wants to see him and pet with him and play with him so another couple minutes of stalling because people want to play with the dog so the, my anxiety is just increasing and you know the, the little pit you have in your stomach when your partner wants to do something but but uh, you lag and everything else is going against you to make you take even longer uh, so somebody else with a dog comes up and George at the time wasn't really socially trained so he doesn't know how to interact with very many uh, with other animals other dogs except our cat uh, we got him as a puppy, and so he was raised with our cat. He's good with them. And so this dog gets a little too close with them, and next thing you know, they're all over each other. They're fighting, and we pull them off, and that only adds to the stress, so the anxiety is just bubbling over now. <laughs> and and I, I feel the tension between me and Amber. And so now I go, and I, I get George back. He's on a leash, and so I pick him up, and now I'm walking, holding him. And we get to the car, and, and you already know, both of us got a s little snide remarks, like, oh, you got to hurry up, or whatever, you know. And I say whatever, but, I mean, I acknowledge it's totally my fault. <laughs> I needed to do better with time management. And uh, so now we're off. And we're driving. It's only a 10-minute drive away from where my grandparents are staying. And... 
and I've never seen it out of the, the 10 years that I've been staying up there. There's bears everywhere, but I've never seen them on the roads when we're driving to any of the lakes or whatnot. No deer, nothing. But of course, <laughs> there's bear in the road, and so now we have to wait and cross, and hopefully that he doesn't start anything. <laughs> and this bear looks at me, man, and he's just, he's not mad, but he knows. He's like, fucked up, Jake. <laughs> you should have had your time better. Two more minutes early, and you would have just passed all this, and you wouldn't be behind. And so now more things are just piling on, making us more and more late. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, there's no way. Right? There's no way there's going to be anything else stopping us there. I'm speeding a little bit. Uh, windy road through trees and now we get to the outside of the little uh, little town area where the cabin's at and the police are stopped and they kind of like wave us to turn around but the cabin is right past it hell's touch extremely quick person interrupts and knocks back all nearby enemies nice Okay, expanding the repertoire like that. I don't need to do just axe swing one, two, three, or punch, punch, punch. Now we got something else to go with. Runic. Going heavy on the Viking mythology. That's something that I enjoyed the first playthrough. They really uh, dove in head first with that. They're bracing this and adding it to everything. I love the lore. Um, I took some... It was a joke of an English class in high school. I took myth and legends in high school, and that was my senior English course for, for graduating. And part of that, we had a big module on Norse mythology. So I really, I didn't fact check it when I played the game, but everything jogged to memory and, and definitely resonated. And I felt like that little class I had uh, really added to my appreciation for this game. So definitely kudos to all those folks at Santa Monica Studio. Um, so anyway, we're, we're back, we're at the edge of the town and, and the cops stop us and we're less than a block away from the, the cabin we're staying at and, and he's signaling us to make a U-turn and, and get out of here. And now we're thinking to ourselves like, ah, oh, pizza's for sure not happening. <laughs> And this is a little town in the middle of the mountains, man. Like, this is the only restaurant walking distance from us. There's no DoorDash up there or anything. And and so now, I mean, just the bitterness is flowing between us. I feel bad because it's definitely my fault. So I'm trying to do everything I can to make this right. So I call over the cop and I'm like, hey, man, our cabin is literally right there. Like, it's I pointed at the building we're staying in the little sub cabin and he the only thing he says is i think you can make it <laughs> i have no clue what this means i think you can make it like what what are you trying to tell me like i'm not from here i've come here for a week once a year and so i'm thinking bear or something and he's just like yeah you can make it and i don't know what that means And so our, our minds just going everywhere, right? My head's at, oh, what am I going to do to make up for this? What food are we going to get? She's hungry. I'm hungry. 
like just uh, it's a, it's a nightmare for me. I mean, that nightmare might be a little bit of an overstatement, but anywho. So we drive and we get there to the cabin and I don't see anything that's going on. And it's five minutes before the pizza place closes now. And so I give them a call. Nobody's answering. And I'm like, great. Like, of course. And I mean, what do I expect? It's five minutes like before. If a client or whomever emailed me five minutes before I'm logging offline, if it's not something that I could reply real quick in a few seconds, that's waiting until the next morning. So. Uh, telling the story. I forgot where I was going in this, this game. And so anyway, I make the call. I do all that. Nobody's answering. And so now I'm trying to figure out what exactly we're doing. I mean, the cops shut everything down. And we're right across the street from a convenience store. There's, I mean, they have food, they have prepared stuff, uh, beer, everything you can need while you're on a trip to a lake. <laughs> and, uh, and so I walk out the front door. And I, I walk across the street to the store. The doors are locked. Lights are on. <laughs> and the neighbors are standing out on the porch of their cabin. And they're laughing at me. They <laughs> they kind of know what's going on. They don't know, like, there's bitterness between us or what have you. But they're laughing at me. They're like, oh, good luck with whatever's going on. And uh, so by the time I get up to the door, the, the neighbors yell back at me like, hey, the, the store just opened back up. And uh, so at this point, I go back across the street. Amber is an IPA aficionado. And so what I do is I'm like, okay, hopefully they have some like just good IPA or something there. I'm not holding my breath because we're in a like a small town. I mean, but I'm kind of I'm just hoping there's a couple of breweries up there. There's June Lake Brewing Company. There's Mammoth Brewing Company. So hopefully there's something. So I walk across the street. I I did find some beer and whatnot, and I, I picked up some some stuff that I thought would be good, some chips, other snacks, you know, just whatever it takes. I wanted to have a, a better time. I want to be in a bad mood. I don't want bad bitterness in this trip or this beautiful area. And uh, so I go back to the cabin, and the whole time I'm just thinking, like, man, I brought some joints with me this would be fantastic like if amber wants the beer we're good if i get to go in there have a joint she can have a beer the night will be saved right and so i stop by my car on the way back with the beer grab the joints and i'm gonna smoke a little bit on the porch and so when i get on the porch i hear some people yelling in the distance and I'm thinking to myself this this must be whatever the cop was trying to tell us to avoid and, and all I hear was this white guy with this accent and he's saying come on Jeff <laughs> and now I'm confused I'm like wait is this the cops is this not and he just keeps saying that he's like come on Jeff it's a weeknight and, and so now I'm intrigued. I, I light up a joint a little bit. I'm smoking. And I'm, I'm listening to what's happening. I'm kind of peeking my head out of the balcony or out of the porch. And 
and I kind of see the, the lights up the street from the cop cars. And so I'm being nosy now, and my mom walks out. And, uh, we keep hearing the same guy. I'm just trying to plead with this guy. Come on, Jeff. Not again. <laughs> and so now I'm like, not again? Like, is this a regular occurrence? Who's this Jeff guy? And what kind of, what kind of trouble does he start up here in the mountains? Uh, he must live here, right? And we're just so confused. We're trying to figure out what this guy Jeff has done. And... I mean, there is no resolution to this, and he just keeps yelling. And it was just, just such a trip that, that how those things work. And at the time, I mean, all the Black Lives Matter was going on and, and all kinds of stuff, and there's all this anti-police sentiment going on. And so we're automatically like siding with this guy, Jeff, like, <laughs> like, come on, man, whatever he's doing, leave him alone. Like, is he like, is just getting a little rowdy or something? Just, I think he's fine. Right. But I mean, we keep spitballing these ideas. We're making up our own stories, like trying to stay lighthearted with it. And, uh, finally, the, the cops take off, and then <laughs> we hear this guy just, like, screaming in the distance out loud. We have no clue what this guy's up to, what he's on, and he's just yelling at the top of his lungs, and we're like, oh, okay, this is, like, this is, this is Jeff's thing. Like, he just gets drunk on weeknights and starts screaming into the mountains. And so the cops must have just been doing some kind of crowd control, but but this guy put on a show. Everybody in all these cabins, there was like ten subunits, and this guy had an audience out here. Man, he was like he was in some kind of amphitheater, like at Red Rocks, trying to bolt out some song or whatever. And <laughs> but I was like, really. Like, my problems all hinged on Jeff. <laughs> like, if Jeff was never part of this, I wouldn't have been late to get this pizza. Like, I had everything in the right mind to go out there and start yelling at Jeff myself. I almost joined that cop out there and yelling, Come on, Jeff! Like, you owe me a pizza. Like, no amount of that beer that you drank is worth that pizza, the grief you just put me through, man. maybe some kind of bit like that I know that story is really underdeveloped but it's definitely something that I would like to to mine a little bit more <laughs> maybe I'll go back up there and search for this Jeff character and see what kind of things he gets into to <clears throat> to break up relationships and cause divorces over people not getting their hungry partners pizza or I can open or I can own up to it and uh, manage my time better But where's the fun in it? Who I'm really feeling for right now is Kratos, man. All he wants to do is get rid... Get rid. <laughs> spread his wife's ashes off the tallest mountain and... You know, all these droggers just getting in your way. That ain't fun. 
I totally feel for him. Even in death, your husband's gonna be late. And speaking of characters, man, today I had a... Part of my job, we do these interviews. I kind of alluded to it already, but we do these interviews where we get to talk to these engineers from different companies and see exactly what folks are developing. And today was one of the weirder ones. And uh, it, I think that story about the lake and being late for for food would have been more justified if this chanting and noise was the thing that stopped me getting that pizza. I don't know if you guys can tell from the video feed, but this, uh, the game audio is being fed into me by headphones, and that's how I have to do it to be able to get the game audio playing at the same time and not have the mic pick it up from the TV. There we go. So that thing has kind of caught me off guard. Which reminds me, I want to come up with a good idea for Halloween. I haven't decided how I want to do that yet. Do some kind of special stream or podcast. See what's going on. My phone's blowing up. I was thinking, I didn't know if I wanted to play a scary game. Maybe take a little break from God of War when Halloween comes around, but I do have a story I kind of want to save for that. Maybe I can give you a little preview. Uh, but before I do that, back to the guy I was talking to today. It was such a trip. Um, usually the folks I talk to are like scientists or some kind of engineers usually. And the guy that jumped on, man, just sounded like he couldn't control his tongue. He wasn't talking a lot. But he just came on and he sounded like he was a surfer and his tongue was just like glued to the bottom of his mouth. Uh, he's mumbling all his words. Like, hey, man, like, we're here developing manufacturing or whatever it was. <laughs> The whole team just started pinging each other. Like, what's this guy's deal, man? Like, is somebody pinged me. Is like, is he on something? <laughs> and I responded, just told him, like, like I don't know. I was thinking something was going on, and I told him it sounded like his tongue wasn't working. And they thought maybe some wisdom teeth, but the call kept going on. It was, it was super funky. He was talking so nonchalant about the things they were developing, and like, yeah, we do processes. And I've talked to this guy before, so I I definitely know he doesn't have any kind of... Uh, he's not differently abled or whatever. I mean, unless he had his tongue sewn to the bottom of his mouth. <laughs> this is the last time I talked to him. But... Um, he was talking so strange. And we went to go and start filling out this document. And you could tell he was just not about it. He was... Um, it just seemed like a gargantuan task for him to fill out this this document. And and uh, the first part was super easy, and he was easy going about that. And once we got something that was a little bit more uh, taxing, he, he was kind of bummed out. And finally I saw there was something wrong with the data. 
that was making it more difficult. And so I just pointed it out to him. Said, hey, I see something here. It looks like this might be complete already. Uh, let me take another pass at this and then I'll send it to you and you can complete it offline. And it'll be very minimal effort once I give it a second pass. Kratos, get your shield up faster, dog. And, uh, he, the sense of relief he got when I said that, he was like, oh man, that's a nice observation. <laughs> that just gave me real high guy vibes. Where's Waldo? And, and so there was an, the second part to the call. We needed some example, like specific examples of the project he was working on. <laughs> and he says, oh man, like that's what the other person on the call was going to be doing. And my boss told her that she thought, that, sorry, I forgot his tongue doesn't work. I told her that, that this was just a financial call. <laughs> and, and so now the, the dots are co connecting a little bit, maybe... <laughs> Maybe he was put on this call for a reason. Yeah, ten-year-old already trying to cap some people. We will stay out of it, boy. Speak no more of this. And uh, so he asks us. Uh, at the beginning of the call, that's what he told us that the boss said the other person who we wanted on the call didn't have to be there. And so he says, oh, you want me to go grab the other person? And this whole time we're laughing at this guy. The, the shit he's saying is, is funny. Total high guy with whatever he's saying. And I have to keep muting myself because I'm laughing out loud. And I don't want <laughs> to, to hear me laughing at him. <laughs> I mean, he has a cool demeanor and it's nice that the call was entertaining. And, and so when he asks us if he can go grab the other person to, to do that part, I, I automatically think like, okay, he must be in the office then, right? Like he's, this other person's available, just not in the room. And, and so he goes to grab the other person and I'm thinking, okay, we got a couple minutes. And so the team kind of starts chatting amongst ourselves. And it wasn't a couple minutes, man. Like, this lady must have been right outside his door because it only took 10 seconds. <laughs> and so 10 seconds later, a high guy comes in and, and what well, felt like at the top of his lungs, but really, I, I mean, I had a mic and headphones on for the call. And uh, he says, I found your time to skip out on the responsibility. <laughs> and I, I don't know why it was so funny, but I just started laughing out loud and I didn't mute my mic and... I muted it like halfway through <laughs> me laughing and, and this lady was not about it she did not want to be part of this when her boss told her this is financial she thought she she got away with murder it sounded like but I mean, we found a solution and made everybody happy but it was a, it was a trip it's kind of the cool thing about client service you meet a variety of people but of course there's also the not cool people 
Odin's there, Thor, even the world serpent. Oh, Thor must have. God, this looks like a medieval. See? Look. Like China cabinet you see at your grandparents' house. Idiot. This would be a sweet piece to put in the living room. Like, right there. Have a cool story. Be like an origin story. Maybe I'll put the podcast intro on it. Jake got tired of his job and started a podcast. Just kidding. Not starting this to make money. I already like it more than I did the first episode. Uh, now that I kind of have the settings down and, and know that my headphones cut out the video game audio and I can do some other fancy stuff to get the game audio to me without cutting y'all off. Kind of like the physics-based puzzle. <laughs> Maybe that's why podcasting's inter interesting to me so far. But I do have to remember to talk loud because my vocal fry is gnarly. I did get some feedback, though, that my voice is okay. It's sultry. Maybe we can get a Scully from the call map and put my voice on there. Berge! Are you still there in the chat? Berge is one of the homies from work. He probably appreciates the Deloitte stories. He's, I'm telling you, man, if... If you have to work a job that you aren't crazy about, you need to find the same homies that, that think alike, that, that partake in the same things you do. It, it makes a world of difference. You don't go crazy. The kind of monotonous stuff you have to deal with sometimes. Man, I spy with my little eyes getting rough to get this chest open. I need to get some drops for this podcast. We'll get some old school video games. I'm thinking NBA Jam. From the Waffle House, located just off the Beltway. He's on fire. Good eye. Speaking of good eye. Here's Odin's Raven. Old one eye himself. Maybe Oof. Death Cup. Jesus. Well, one eye Odin's getting away from me. Kratos with two eyes ain't taking care of his raven. There we go. The eyes of Odin. That'd be kind of a cool concept if you can, uh, if you only have one eye, if you can have multiple fake eyes to put in, change some eye colors. Maybe each side has a chain? Man, I don't know if it was my ego or what it was. Speaking of eyes, I felt so bad. Bert, if this ever gets around to you, I'm sorry. I apologize to you, Bert. 
Bert Umberto is what I mean. A very good friend in college, a brother. I felt bad, man. And I wasn't skinny at the time. Uh, I was definitely pushing a well over three bills. And <laughs> he, uh, I noticed he was kind of gaining some weight. And I don't know what possessed me to 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 ask him or say, "Hey, man, are you okay?" or or whatever. And I remember reading some stupid article somewhere of like that if you had diabetes, it could affect your eye color. And uh, one day, Bert's eye <laughs> eyes were a different color. There were like a a shade of blue and, and brown he had brown eyes and I told him I was like hey man I'm worried about you like you're gaining weight and I heard that if your eyes change colors that it could be a sign of diabetes <laughs> and who was I pushing three bills that I could tell Bert hey man you might want to want to rein that in and it must weeks weeks after I told him that I uh, he actually came out to a group of brothers uh, friends close enough uh, I was part of a like a fraternity in college it was it was pretty small we called it a society and, and he came out as gay to us and I didn't connect the dots until years later and I'm a fucking idiot. He was wearing contacts. Now, what does that have to do with being gay? Well, it was a trend at the time. And I felt like a fucking jackass. <laughs> that Bert just gained a little bit of weight and I automatically, he assumed diabetes. I couldn't imagine what the hell he had to say about me or thought about me. Hopefully nothing bad. I mean, it was, it was honestly all love, but that was some other level of ignorance that I've never had before. I miss Bert. I miss a lot of those guys. That's that's kind of crappy, you know. Graduating college, not seeing the, the the folks you spend a lot of time with anymore. Same thing with high school. I I don't think I'm close with anybody anymore from high school, and I miss all those guys. And I think uh, doing a podcast and learning how to how to work social media and and getting around that is really forced me to to not reach out to those people but you know gotta market yourself to try to get people to listen to your podcast and honestly like the outpouring of support that that these folks have have given me and encouraging and just liking pictures and giving me comments and and following the socials has been been great and it really makes me Miss these folks. Man, I need to pay attention to this game. I am getting wrecked. I guess when you have a guy with a bow and arrow, I should probably use him too. Just a guy. A son. I really appreciate that they don't pull punches when you first start playing this game, but holy shit. Take 
care of that fool. See if there's. There we go. Talk about resource management early in this game. Your health don't stay long. I wonder if it's worth going back and playing the other God of War games to get any kind of context. Maybe I'll take that as an assignment for the podcast. I can, I can go and do like a recap of the different games and and come up with a a stylized retelling of Kratos and the journey he needed to get here. It would probably give me a better appreciation for what it took to get to this point. And if it's... If this game is any indication of how good the other games are, I definitely missed out, man. My dog's losing his shit on the carpet. I found out today, conveniently, I started a podcast where the first dozen or two dozen episodes of this is going to be surrounding this game. Let's take care of it. I gotta say, throughout this whole game, I hate this enemy. These developers did a fantastic job of creating some people to piss you off. There we go. Hell's touch. Me too, boy. Is that too obvious foreshadowing? There will be more enemies in this game, I promise. If only the boy would talk like that. Might get slapped with an axe, though. Nope. Mm. There we go. This axe throw makes me want to try, though, so... Try the axe throwing facilities. I think there's one here in Athens. That was something I didn't mention last time. The city we moved to, we moved just outside of uh, Athens, Georgia. You think it's safer out here? That's where Amherst School is, University of Georgia, Athens. We moved to a little town called Watkinsville. Y'all want to see a dead body? Sigmund. Strong Nordic name. Behind me. Yeah. They changed like the others. We'll have to keep them alive. Strip off their meat. This fight is mine alone. 
It is interesting making the delineation between killing uh, to the sun. I guess that's good parenting. <laughs> Don't kill people, kill droggers. Anything without horns. Don't touch those. No, oh, George. Cutie patootie. George has been a fun journey. We've had him for three years now. Man, that was a monster. You want to test your relationship? Get a puppy. Not adopt a dog. Adopted animals, no. <laughs> they appreciate life. <laughs> One of the best dogs I've ever had. His name was Buddy. He was a half pit bull, or they told us half. Half pit bull, half wiener dog mix. Uh, smashed by a dead human. That can't be pleasant. And that was such an interesting dog. It was uh, a little bowling ball, a little ball of energy, and he moved. He moved like a dog, but he navigated his surroundings like a cat. He moved in between things. He could jump up on a table that was like three feet high, and I mean, he couldn't have been more than top of his head must have been 12 inches off the ground Close your heart. and he knew he was the the people at the shelter I, where did we adopt him from that must Ooh. ice zombies I have an interesting conspiracy theory about this game and your child Hopefully I remember to get back to you guys about that when we find out who he is. But, but he was such a great dog and I think he, as a rescue, I think he understand he had like a second chance at a family or something like that. I don't know, maybe that's too much. Maybe that's giving animals too much credit. However, I'm going to give them all the credit they get. But the folks at the shelter... Huntington Park, I think, said that if we didn't adopt him, then he was on the chopping block. They were going to euthanize him the next week. So, I mean, that that dog was special to, to me and to Amber. And, I mean, that dog never put a strain on our relationship. That was one of the best dogs we've ever had. But, man, this puppy, like I said, Amber just put him in my arms, and there's no way I was walking out of that store without him. And so a month into having this dog, <laughs> I think Amber almost had like a mental breakdown. It's just this dog would not stop barking and it's, and it wasn't loud and it wasn't like a chihuahua, it was very like, like super frequent, but it was just like, like, hey, 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 yeah, you, he knows he's too smart for his own good. He knows when I'm talking shit and he gets mad, starts ignoring me and giving me dirty looks. Yeah, you. But he just sat there and just kept going. Oh, 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 oh. For 
hours and that just drove amber to like a, a like a breakdown over one day he he bolted out the back door and i was super shallow about it i was like man i just dropped two like this much money on him like you can't just let him run out the door. And she just stood there and <laughs> watched it happen as I was cooking dinner. And I had flip-flops and I bolted out that back door after him and Amber took over cooking. And at that point, she was like over this dog that was... It's okay, Atreus. I think I'd be bummed out too if I killed somebody. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I swear Atreus isn't making me cry. I got something stuck in my throat. <clears throat> you are in your head, boy. Let it go. We would have killed you. I know, I had to do it. I didn't realize I just. It's okay, be mad about it. Up this easily, so close to the start. Wait, no, I'm not giving up. I can do this. I just have to, you know, catch my breath. Come on up. I'm ready. He said that's your first teardrop tattoo. We're getting more on this trip. But yeah, Amber just like and. I don't fault her for it. I'm not mad at her. Like, she's never had a dog before. She doesn't know it. Amber's been a cat person her, her whole life. Her mom's definitely a crazy cat lady. At one point in time, they said she had like a dozen. But, yeah, so she just was not used to this dog yapping at her. And, I mean, George is a good dog. He's just vocal. You has got to get used to it when you don't have a dog. It's not just a rock, it's a boulder. The pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. Soft Svartelheim steel. Counterintuitive, soft metal. <laughs> Fuck. Can't get this slow-eyed cock lump to cross the bridge. Cock lump. Because she's scared of something in the trees. I like that. There's what now? That might be a new nickname for. Her. George and Tom, our cat. Cock lump. <laughs> uh, George also frustrates me too, and he knows it. He's got this thing. He's got some other kind of laziness. It's like... Uh, like he's lazy to go pee unless you throw a ball for him to go catch. Last night, I, I've been working late this last week, and Ooh. 
But, uh, went to bed like a quarter to one last night. Or I tried going to bed at a quarter to one. I was in bed in my chonies. And, uh, <laughs> I just feel these beady little eyes staring a hole in the side of my head. And I kind of look out of the corner of my eyes so George doesn't notice. But, of course, he's staring at me right in there. Just shut up over there. And, uh, so I know. I'm like, all right. Like, he's got to go. And so I get on, I put on some shorts, and I, I go into the backyard to let him out and go to the bathroom. And he just sits down on the deck. I'm like, man, you got me out of bed. Quarter to one. So you can do this. And what that means is, is he wants me to throw his ball. Speaking of ball, he found one. And, uh... So I toss it once into the yard, and, and I run back inside because I'm just in shorts now. So I'm kind of looking at him out the window, and he's walking around the whole backyard in a big circle for like 15 minutes. Hey, enough with that. And so after like 15 minutes of him running out of the yard, there's no way he couldn't have peed if he if he needed to at this point. So I bring him back inside, and lo and behold, when I get up in the morning, and I knew it was happening too, because I, I woke up, beady little eyes staring at the side of my head as I'm sleeping, and he, he likes to take my place in bed when I get out, he, he jumps in and doesn't want to let me in, it's his bedtime now, the dwarven shop. A blue dwarf. I have some conspiracy theories about the the ice giants. Ice giants are a, a race of folks in Nordic mythology, but they're characterized by being blue. Something you would have saw, I think, uh, one of the Avengers movies, maybe Loki was blue. He had red eyes. Let's upgrade this axe. Finally. Let's make this this gameplay more fun. Not that it's not fun, it's good. I'm just used to the in-game fighting styles that are it does get complex. It's nice. They they put a lot of time into making a really cool uh, fighting mechanic. But I wonder if uh, Brock, this dwarf working on her axe, is this part frost giant. I mean, frost, not giant. <laughs> Get used to the cheesy jokes. They're going to keep coming. George is staring a hole in my head for you guys right now. Upgrade that axe. Put a new silencer on it, a bump stock. Anything to throw that thing for there. Frozen flame.
some chest armor or the lack thereof your nipples are compromised wouldn't that be a bitch out here fighting frost people and droggers and catch a nipple Can you milk Kratos, Falker? What do you need, swag. That's what I need, Brock. Some swag. What you got? You got them limited run items. Basic runic, basic fighter. Aim shot. Enemies in the air. You can take increased damage. For the listeners, that's the bow. I'm looking at some upgraded armor. Enemies in air take increased damage. It's for the basic shooter guard, basic fighter tunic, exposed weakness. Enemies choked by Atreus will take increased damage. Basic runic vestment, health stone assist. Atreus will sometimes find health stones when Kratos is injured. Need at this point. Natural armor when you're small like us. What does that even mean? No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Is it hack to use movie quotes as jokes yet? Increase traces recovery speed. Already got this stuff. Alright, let's see what we can do about covering up Kratos' nipples. Oof! No hack silver. Not enough. Upgrade. Buy. Sell. Uh, you're wearing that. Artifacts. Lost toys. Sell. Anything else we can sell? Buy. Hey! What's it going to be? Some pasties for my nipples. George, leave that ball alone, you nut. Hey. Who's that? Beto, isn't it a little late? It is. It's way too late. I shouldn't be up right now. But I'll let you in on a little secret that I told the whole stream before you got on. I'm uh, coming to LA tomorrow night. But this was a uh, this was all last minute. I didn't set this up. Amber's uh, sister and her boyfriend are actually flying us out to surprise her mom for her birthday dinner. And we're turning around and jumping on the plane to fly back. So we'll be there all day Saturday and come back Sunday. So if you want to come down to L.A., come down to L.A. But if not, I don't blame you. If I was paying for the trip, we'd be coming up to see y'all. Alright, I'm just rambling through this menu now. 
hiding in the trees or back for more. Makes for great podcasting. Just kidding. Talking makes for good podcasting. Going through a menu makes for boring Twitch stream. If anybody's still viewing, I know on the stream it shows that that little purple pop-up menu. I haven't been able to get rid of it. When I log into my Twitch stream, it stays there. So sorry about that. You guys just have to bear with me until I can figure out how to get rid of it. But yeah, the reason I'm on so late, it's uh, 1.30 East Coast time, is because I wasn't going to have time this weekend to record a second episode. So I thought I would sit here and, and talk to y'all and get a recording in, and while I'm on the airplane tomorrow, I can edit some stuff, maybe catch a clip, maybe I said something funny, probably not. I can unload it, uh, upload the podcast. I haven't decided if we're going to do this on a specific day, if we're going to release this stuff on, like, Wednesdays or not. Kind of the group of podcasts I listen to, I noticed there's a gap on, on Thursdays. So I was thinking about putting it out on uh, late Wednesday night. At least make some kind of regularity. In releasing these. I think my first goal is to get consistent enough to put out one a week. And then once I get that down, maybe I'll do two lives on, on the weekend. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. And then just release them Tuesday, Thursday maybe, or... Monday, Thursday? I don't know. I have my head stuck in Thursday, but it probably doesn't make all that difference. It's probably just more of a consistency thing. But on that note, it is 1.30. So... Thanks to all the viewers who came out and watched us on Twitch. Appreciate you guys coming out and throwing things up on the chat. Bear Jambito. If you like the podcast, like and subscribe wherever you listen to. We're definitely on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher are the big three that are on the top of my head, but Spotify. Go watch on Spotify, Rumor on the Streets. They're kind of the big dog in town now. I don't know. I use Stitcher myself, but that's because I've been Android forever. I still can't afford the nipple pasties. I've got to go back to stripping. Check back soon. So if you listen to the podcast, please like and subscribe on whatever platforms you're on. I don't have a preference. Uh, if you guys are on social media, I'm everywhere. Couchless Co-op, Instagram, Twitter. 
same thing on Twitch, Couchless Co-op. YouTube, the YouTube channel is also Couchless Co-op. That's a little harder to find. I'm finding out that there's a lot of uh, gatekeepers <laughs> for follower count. I didn't know you couldn't share another story or do the the swipe up link unless you had 10,000 followers. Damn shame. I mean, how much more work is that? Instagram. Get your life together. Uh, forgot the main thing. Owned by Facebook. Old Mark Zuckerberg. Killing the game. But yeah. Continue the outro. Follow me everywhere on social media. Thanks to everybody on my personal page who's been liking all the videos that I'm reposting and stuff like that. But if it's not too much trouble, please give me a follow on Couchless Co-op. I think that'll help me get a better understanding of what's going on. Getting distracted by more secrets. But yeah. Follow the socials. Like and subscribe on the podcast platforms. YouTube, that'd be also great. If anybody listening wants to jump on another stream, I'm open to doing things like Call of Duty. I not too big on those games but I do think it would be kind of fun to get out there I screwed this one up and missed that didn't I I'm definitely open to it so if you guys like Call of Duty out there hit me up on the socials or shoot me a text if you got my number and we can set it up I can record some stuff and we can throw it up Whoever y'all post and start getting some good engagement going. Thank you much so much for turning in. And be on the lookout for the next Couches Co-op podcast. Marble Mouth, 1.30 in the morning does that to you. Take it easy, guys. Until next time.